Welcome to Papa's House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. I would like to talk about the cross. Just before that, I want to pray with you. So, Father, in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, influence us this morning. Lead us into understanding who you are and who we are in you. And Father, the word of God, the instructions of God should lead us to the instructor. And we can't just know about you and have the puffed up mentality of knowledge that doesn't bring any transformation in our body, soul and mind. And I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray that the Spirit of God will capture our attention. Put your words in my mouth. Holy Spirit, help me to speak your word in truth, the truth in love, so that it will penetrate the hearts and minds of people. And all God's people say in Jesus' name, Amen. The topic goes like this. Thank you for the cross. Because I believe everyone, including our Savior Jesus, needs to go through cross. Cross is essential for everyone. To have a resurrected life, cross is very essential. And we will talk about the cross. But I wrote down here a few things. Probably that will be a good start uh, to just to think about where we are heading up. We like the kingdom, but there is no kingdom without the king. We like the thrones, but there is no throne without the thorns. We like the crowns, but there is no crown without the cross. We like breakthroughs, but there is no breakthrough without breaking. We like miracles, but there is no miracle without the miracle worker. We like success, but there is no success without failure. We like to conquer, but there is no conquering without surrender. We like healing, but there is no healing without Christ wounding. Isaiah 53. We like promotions, but there is no promotions without humiliation. Jesus said in John 15, 8, If they hate me, they will hate you. If they hate you, they hated me first. So, I wanted to highlight a little bit about this cross. And there is a tendency in the Christian world that we kind of think cross is only what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago. That's beautiful. But that's not alone the cross. There is a cross that he asked us to carry not to earn salvation, but as a sign of following Jesus. And this is what we will talk about this morning. And the cross is essential for everyone. It's up on the screen probably. Yes, for salvation, for sanctification, and for resurrection. The cross of Jesus brought salvation. But the cross you and me that we are called to carry will bring sanctification and ultimately that we will have the resurrection. I'm not talking about the works that brings you salvation. So don't get me wrong. And I want to read one scripture from the Bible, Matthew 16, verse 24. We're going to read in different translations. It's so beautiful. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple. The word disciple means student, learner. Are you a learner? Are you a student? Yes, we are all students. The day that you say, I have learned, the day you stop being a student. Amen. Every single day, we have to have that attitude. 
a disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me look at the passion translation it goes like this jesus said to his disciples if you truly want to follow me you should at once completely reject and disown your own life you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own as you continually surrender to my ways look at the children's bible is there look at this then jesus said to his followers if anyone wants to follow me he must say no to the things he wants he must be willing even to die on the cross and he must follow me the message version is it really got on my nerve i hope it's going to get on your nerve as well then jesus went on to work on his disciples anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead you are not in the driver's seat i am don't run from suffering embrace it follow me and i will show you how self help is no help at all self sacrifice is the way my way to finding yourself your true self what kind of deal is to get everything you want but lose yourself what could you ever trade your soul for let's just sink in your heart a little bit it goes on it says look at this you are not in the driver's seat and many of you if i ask you this question is god on the driver's seat you will say yes is god in your driver's seat chollungala yes my question is are you a back seat driver i don't know about you i drive most of the time and i love driving but there is a person that i married for the 11 years she next to me and now is not the time when i say this example to look at somebody okay and she has this live commentary going on you know when i go on the 80 zone 90 zone the the cop before i get the ticket outside i will be getting a ticket but she drives me i drive the car but she drives me you know and i believe that's how somehow it is we say god is on the driver's seat as long it's convenient for me the moment it's inconvenient for me i jump on the controls okay another example how many of you love to watch tv and you have a remote who holds the remote in your house <laughs> and you know i have a tendency to hold the remote and my wife says can't you just stay in one channel and this is the reality of how we deal with we always like to say jesus is the lord jesus is my savior jesus is on the driver's seat but what we don't say is as long it's under my parameter of convenience and today we will talk about the cross that you and me need to carry and there are four types of cross here the first one the cross is symbol of punishment as shame and condemnation you know this is how in the old ways when he's cursed is the man who hangs on the tree the second one the cross that savior jesus died for you and me and the third one the cross is disciples who carried him and the fourth one the cross that you and me out to carry and this is the cross that is least spoken in the body of christ and i want to reemphasize it and for some of you it might be a little bit of a repetition or you might kind of know this truth and uh, for some of you it may be new but i want to encourage you the cross that jesus died is so beautiful that gave us the entrance to the kingdom but in order for us to live in that kingdom you and me have to carry the cross that god has designed for us and this each one has their unique cross i can't carry your cross you can't carry my cross each one has to carry our own cross and when we tend to hear the cross 
Jesus bore for our sins. We also hear the cross that his disciples bore on their lives. But we hardly hear the cross we need to bear so that we can also be counted as his disciples. And I know on Easter Sunday, sorry, on the Resurrection Sunday, uh, it's very, uh, you know, you want to hear a very uplifting Christ risen. It's all beautiful. It's true. I believe that. You all believe that. But I, in order for that resurrected life of Christ to be real in you and me, we need to allow the work of the cross. In the kingdom we follow, I always like to say, it's a ulta kingdom. It's upside down kingdom. Everything that the king has asked us to do is contrary to the lifestyle that we are living. He said, you want to conquer? Surrender. He said, you want to get? Give. He said, you want to go high? Go low. You want to be a leader? Wash the feet. Be a servant. You want to live? Die. So it's everything opposite. And that's why it's very interesting. And it's a side note I want to give you. When Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. You said, remember? He was taken to Caesarea Philippi. Caesarea Philippi was built by the Caesar Philip, a beautiful city in the Mediterranean. And he was going there and it's one of the beautiful buildings there. And he asked, who do you say I am? And everybody said, prophet, blah, blah, blah. But then Peter, the word Peter Simon is was Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah. And his name is Peter, right? This God gave him a new name. And he said, you are Christ, the Messiah. You know that story, right? Christ, the Messiah. And Jesus looks at him and said, upon this, you are called rock. You know, he was called pebble, but then you called him Peter, the rock. Upon this rock, Christ, I will build my church. And this life of Jesus that God calls us to live has to be rooted in him. From that life, we have to build our lives. We cannot build our lives without Jesus without the rock and this is the beautiful thing he said he said I will build my church upon this the word church in the Greek is ecclesia you might have heard that ecclesia is not yet religious word Jesus could have said upon this revelation I have built my synagogue he could have said that upon this revelation I would have built my synagogue he didn't say that he said upon this I will build my church what is church church is ecclesia ecclesia is a representation of another government that came in this government to influence the governments around what's your role what's my role as a church we are not called to keep the church on sunday we are called to influence bring this kingdom influence to the people around us amen sadly we reduced church to a sunday service sadly we reduced church to an event Sadly, we reduce church to your service. That's why we even change our vocabulary. No more we call service. No more we call worship. Worship does not finish after Manat led those beautiful songs. Worship is our lifestyle. It's not an event. Anyway, so now let's keep going. I wrote down here what the cross of Jesus did and what it means to carry our cross and follow Jesus. So this will give you an understanding of what Jesus did and what you and me are called to do in our lives not in our own strength again this is i believe this is not about you getting something out of it. it's allowing the spirit of christ the holy spirit so that you he can have the form of christ in us okay the cross of jesus jesus finished it on the cross but the holy spirit started to work in us the cross brought salvation amen the cross of jesus brought what salvation the cross that you and me have to carry 
brings sanctification. What is sanctification? Every single day you allow the Holy Spirit to crucify your flesh. That's why Paul says, for me to die is gain, to live is Christ. And John, in one, I think in John, he looked at Jesus, he says, he may increase that I may decrease. It's very important to understand the cross of Jesus brought salvation. But the cross you and me need to carry brings sanctification. What is sanctification? Ongoing process of allowing the life of Jesus being manifested in your life. Paul says in all his letters, Paul wrote 13 letters. Okay? And in the 13 letters Paul wrote, if every letters you look, he says this one verse again and again. Christ be formed in you. Christ be formed in you. You are equipped in Christ. You are rooted in Christ. You are seated in Christ. You know, your life is in Christ. You are hidden in Christ. How can you allow that to happen? To see the Holy Spirit does His work. Amen. The cross of Jesus, righteousness, your position is designed by Christ. He brought, you know, your holiness is dirty rags. Have you heard that? The Bible says our righteousness is like what? Dirty rags. But what Jesus did on the cross, he made you righteous. The word righteous means right standing. Okay? I said this on the Good Friday. When you and me, I don't know whether you watch the Good Friday service, I said this illustration. When you go before the Lord, the Old Testament, the priest goes once a year, carries the blood for him and for the people he represents. He goes into the most holy place. Only once he goes. Okay, and there is a usually there is a bell around, there is a rope that is tied, and people are waiting there. If there is any fault, blemish, the Hebrew, you know, uh, the old King James version uses that the blemish in him, he is dead there. The bell won't ring, so basically they have to pull him out. Okay, but in the New Testament, it's something changed. When Christ Jesus was offered, God looked him, and he looked at the blood, and he said, "This blood clears it all." Okay, now Ephesians 4 24 says, Put on Christ. Now I want you to think about this. Now you go before the throne alone. God looks, there is no covering. You are dead right there. But now you say, In the name of Jesus, I put on Christ. Christ is my covering. You go and stand. God looks at you. He doesn't look at you. He looks what? The covering, the blood of Jesus. Amen. Isn't it beautiful? That's why it's not based on works. Salvation is based on the finished work of Jesus on, on the cross. So righteousness, your position is designed by Christ. Now, what it means to carry our cross and follow Jesus? Standing in righteousness, that means guarding your faith. What does that mean? That means you don't take what Jesus did lightly. You know, I do believe salvation can never be lost. But I do also believe that you need to guard your salvation. You can't take the blood of Jesus I think it's in Hebrew 10, 31 says, the Bible says, they have taken the blood of Jesus and trampled it and taken it lightly. And the wrath of God comes upon them. Sometimes we kind of say, once saved, always saved. It's okay. I can sleep with my girlfriend, cheat on my taxes, do whatever I can. I'm still going to be saved. That's for me, it's a very dangerous road to go in. It's a very dangerous road to go in. Guard your salvation. The Bible says, work out your salvation. He who endures to the end will be saved. What does that mean? You have to guard this precious thing that Jesus did for you. What does that mean? Carrying the cross. Number four, holiness. He didn't create holy. He is holy. 
How many of you know that you can never please God on your own terms? You can never bring holiness. You can try however it is. You can never come closer to God on your own terms. He did it. Now, what's the cross? Allowing ourselves to die to be conformed to his image. Amen. To conform. That's why Paul says, I pray that Christ can be formed in you. How can Christ form in you? Now, I'm wearing this uh, jeans that, you know, only one person can wear, right? You can't put two people inside. It's designed for only one. So if you say, Christ lives in me, there is no co-sharing with Christ. Somebody has to die. The throne has got only one person to live. The throne, either Christ or the world or the self or the demon. Christians cannot be demon-possessed. I don't want to get into that. They can be demon-influenced because the spirit of Christ in you. But they can be influenced. That's, that's a whole another teaching. We don't have time to go into that. But you have another person can influence you. What is that? Self, world. But you can also allow Christ to influence you. If Christ has to influence you, you have to allow yourself to die so that his image is formed. How that is formed? What is this image? People ask me sometimes, what is this image? The best image of Christ's image is Galatians 5, 22 to 25. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, meekness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. This is, you know, you don't take your gifts to heaven. You take your fruit to heaven. You don't take your charisma to heaven. You take your character to heaven. Hello? You understand? There was this guy who went up to heaven and Peter welcomed him. And uh, he saw so many clocks. And he was like, what is this? And some clocks are moving faster, the needle. Some are barely moving. And Peter said, this clock talks about each one's life. And the needle, the more sin you did, the faster it moves, the needle. So he looked at Mother Teresa clock. It hardly moved. And then he looked at you know, Nelson Mandela's clock. It hardly moved. He looked at all those saints. You know, the clock, DGS Denegrin's clock. It's hardly moved, slowly moving. Then he was so curious. He asked Peter, where is my clock? He said, oh, don't worry. We keep it in the reception as a fan. <laughs> so allow yourself to die so that Christ's image can be formed in you. That's a constant discipleship. That's why it takes, discipleship takes its whole life. You can't be discipled in, in 20 minutes. You can't be discipled on Sunday alone. You can't be a Sunday Christian and allow the rest of the things to go on, you know, with your life. He is the Lord in your spirit. Fourth one, he is the Lord in your spirit. But what it means to carry the cross and follow Jesus, he is the Lord in your soul and body, including your ministry. Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Okay, when you saved, what got saved? Your spirit got saved, right? Does that mean your soul got saved? Your soul is still need to be in the process of transformation. What is your soul? Your mind. How many of you still have weird thoughts? Two holy people accepted. Yes, we, random thoughts. Thoughts that, that you don't even so proud to share about what does that mean the thoughts is still being in the process of renewal that's why paul says 
put on the helmet of salvation the first place to god and says thanks be to god we have the mind of christ the first place enemy attacks is where the mind if he can take you down here he can take you everywhere and what is a part of the soul soul is your emotions and that's why god says guard your heart uh, that's the springs of life that's why when some people especially the teenage kids when they are in love we tell them this is not love this is infatuation what is the infatuation means kuch kuch hota hai yes it's in fact it's not going to stay the same it's going to go it's going to fade you know it's not the same so soul is your mind emotions and the will and the will sometimes we say you know i can do this but then our will is so weak so what happens when you allow the cross he comes he uses your will to do the will of god he sanctify your emotions so you can feel the emotions of god and the first emotion of god is joy amen and he renews your mind so that you can have the thoughts of god amen and and then it manifest in the body in our ministry in every area of our life now cross of jesus breaks the adam's old nature in the spirit in my sin my mother conceived me psalms 51 right the power of sin has been broken but then what happens the cross that you carry christ new nature is formed in all areas of life being transformed in the image of his son Christ will have the preeminence of everything. Read Colossians 1. We don't have time to read. Read the entire chapter. It says, Christ becoming your number one. You are possessed by Christ. I like what Bill Johnson says. The ambition of God is to possess you. Amen? Look at someone and say, The ambition of God is to possess you. One more time. Ambition of God is to possess you. Come on. The ambition of God is... is to possess you it's very important so that means he desires to possess you my question is are you allowing him to be possessed what does that mean that means time has to be spent with god it requires time it's not your own sacrifices it requires time anyway now couple of more and then i want to get in groups and we want to talk and pray for one another now i think i have one more Jesus lives in you the cross that Jesus did he paid he lives in you what is it called outer court i wrote down outer court is a sign of like a visitor in the old testament the tabernacle you have outer court inner court and the holy of holies you remember the outer court people come usually just to pay sacrifices worship sing kumbaya bambalela and then they go back the inner court is where they have this intimacy time they understand they wash there is a labor here they wash and there is a sacrifice you wash yourself with the word the bible talks about washing yourself with the word and the sacrifice that now in the outer court he paid the price the inner court you are the sacrifice yes you become the living sacrifice romans 12 1 and 2 and then the holy of holies there is a lampstand also lampstand talks about the light god is the light of my life psalms 119 105 says he is the light to my path and guide to my ways now in the holy of holies very interesting there is no light there is only the ark of the tabernacle there is the ark of the tabernacle there is manna there is covenant and it's the aaron's rod is there what is that place in the outer court you have all the, this is outer court on sundays okay this is outer court you come together everybody worships even though you are not in a worship mood you see the kids aradhana jumping up and down you feel like man i should rejoice You understand what I'm saying? You you are convicted by 
by the little ones how they are worshiping and you are at least lifting up your hands even though you are thinking about ayyo eppa mudiyum so you are still but at least in your thoughts okay now that's outer court inner court is your quiet time with the lord every single day nobody is there nobody is going to lead you worship nothing no songs you take some time but you know what is the holy of holies that is the intimacy that's more than your routine it's life that you are consumed your life is consumed with jesus you are constantly in the thoughts submerged with him god becomes your number one audience in the holy of holies so look at this jesus lives in you on the outer court visitor but you live in jesus inner court a dweller how beautiful it is now can you imagine this now where are you colossians 3:13 says it's not up in the screen your life is hidden in christ where are you munjur pet brother no 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 where are you hidden in christ now answer me this if enemy has to touch you who he needs to touch first christ but he is touching me brother he is still touching me brother what does that mean if christ is allowing something in your life what is that for to see jesus being formed in every area of your life remember the early church we stopped today to continue the gathered for the purpose god willing next week we'll continue the early church had five pillars prayer and fasting worship giving evangelism discipleship there is one thing they embraced suffering not for the sake of suffering but to see christ formed in and you and me know very well we only grow not just in our comfort times but during the adversary times and i'm not praying for adversary times to come upon you but that's how we are nothing grows in comfort zone the comfort zone moves to conflict zone fruit has been produced amen so that's the thing you you live in jesus the inner court dweller that's why psalms 91 the whole psalms how many of you like psalms 91 it's one of my favorite psalm but the key for the rest of the verses lies in the first two what does it says he who dwells in the shelter of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty what is the word dwelling not visitor look at somebody and say are you a visitor or a dweller are you a visitor or a dweller we're going to de- talk about this okay i'm almost done we're going to get into the groups okay now couple of more points i think one more jesus brings us to a legal position of life in abundance john 3:16 john 10:10 also says he, he brought us life in abundance that's a legal position now in order for that legal position to be realized holy spirit brings us to a living condition of life in abundance what is the living condition john 15 read john 15 by the way john 14 15 16 17 all happened in one evening we may take four days to read 14 one chapter 15 one chapter 16 one chapter 17 one chapter it's fine i'm not mocking you i have done that because i want to chew it's not about how many chapters you read you know it's not about the bible you understand the bible here the bible are you inside the bible that's important amen so it's all happened in one evening and john 15 fabulously jesus says the only way you can be fruitful is remain in me this year the holy spirit said it is a year of remaining in him it's remaining in him it's a very not a fancy word i don't know why i don't get fancy words i wanted to give you double portion is coming 
you know, double for every trouble. Promotion is coming. Year of miracles. I tried, but it doesn't work. For me, I don't know. The Holy Spirit is saying, remain in me. And this is so beautiful. Verse 8 of John 15 says, By this, the people will know that you are my disciple. By this is what? By remaining in him. Hello? By remaining in him, the world will know. Can I tell you something? It's going to a little bit, some balloons going to be popped. We think busy means we are active for God. No. Just because you are busy doesn't mean you are active for God. If you have that mindset, it is a sign of immaturity. Remember the story? Martha, Mary. Mary was at the feet. Martha was making chapati for the one who actually multiplied five loaves and two fishes and gave to 5,000. He was not even hungry, but she was fixing chapati and chicken curry. Contextualize it, okay? She must be making some kubus and some Middle Eastern bread with some tandoori, lamb. But that's why Jesus has to call Martha. First time she didn't listen. Martha, Martha. Mary has chosen something beautiful. I'm not going to allow that to be stolen. And this is why even disciples, I don't know about you. If I am a disciple of Jesus, I lived during the time, I see so many things Jesus did, right? Jesus walked on water, right? He took the five loaves, two fishes. That's for the woman, that's for the little boy's sack lunch. What you see in the Jesus movie, the five loaves, two fishes looks like the whole Papa's house can eat. You know, it's not like that. It was a sack lunch. You know, and he multiplied to 20,000 people. Jesus healed people, raised the dead. But the disciples did not go and ask any of those. They go and ask him, teach me how to pray. Because they understood the secret for Jesus' success is remaining in the Father. Today we talk about statistics, reaching here, there, how do we do. All this are good. There is a place for it. I am not saying there is a place for organizing, reaching, you know, doing all those. But that is not at the expense of you not spending your time with Him in intimacy. We like the cross of Jesus, but do we like the cross that He is inviting us to take? For me, this is the invitation that I want to extend to you. Are we allowing the Holy Spirit to bring the living condition of life of Jesus? abundantly in us are we choosing to remain the more we choose to remain the more pruning will be done and the more pruning done the more fruit is yielded amen probably have a couple of more slides like this yeah matthew 7 21 to 23 if anyone says to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but only one who does the will of my father you know now lord we prophecy we drive demons and miracles then he say i never knew you you know the scripture and that the basic understanding of the scripture is it's not about doing it's about being connected the rest follows and we can so busy for god and i remember when i was in yvm full time i one particular year i think it was 2007 or 8 i traveled to 45 countries in that year and my agenda was so full. My newsletter was so fabulously written to people. Then the people who supported me that time, they looked at, wow, what an impressive. But my newsletter was not sold to God. I remember Jesus said to me one day, I still remember it was in Amsterdam, in the one of the prayer room. You are so busy for me. 
but you don't have time for me. It was a deep conviction. I almost said, get behind me, Satan, because I don't want to hear that word, because I'm doing something for him. 45 countries in a year. You know, we don't do even 10 countries now. Here, 45 countries in a year. Preaching the gospel. I had this agenda full. Preaching, here, teaching, blah, 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 blah. And I tell you, there is a place for it. If God takes you, after you being stayed in Him, He releases you, fine, good for you. But that's not the sign you are mature in Christ. The maturity of you being in Christ is how willingly you are willing to allow yourself so the cross can have His life. Amen.